When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. And today on Grassroots Marketing, we're going to go ahead and focus on the Commonwealth of Virginia, which uh, there's a lot of things going on when it comes to recent passage of legalization. And I believe not just medical, but adult use now in Virginia. And I'm going to speak with a group that is committed to providing training and economic opportunities for individuals, especially those impacted by cannabis arrests and pursuing a career in cannabis. So I'm joined right now with the executive director of the Virginia Minority Cannabis Coalition, Paul McLean. Paul, thanks for being on with us. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. Been looking forward to it. Absolutely. One of the things that really uh, caught our attention is that you recently launched a boot camp program, which was finished with six graduates and you're putting together business plans in preparation for the state going mm-hmm. legal. So when you, you know, there's a lot of things where government you would hope will intervene and provide the support that you have. But in the meantime, you're doing it with what you can here with the coalition. Talk to me about how this worked out, this first uh, class of graduates. Well, uh, it worked out really well. We uh, ended up having a group of people for this cohort. It was 10 people that participated and completed the course. And the first part of the course uh, is about everyone learning everything they possibly can about the industry, uh, the different parts of the industry uh, at the beginning of the boot camp, because in that second week, uh, that's when we drill down to specific areas that they have interest in. And then by the second week, they kind of have an idea of where they want to try and pursue licensure in the industry, whether it's been dispensary cultivation. And we had a handful of people that were interested in uh, becoming a producer of edibles. Uh, but it worked out really well because we graduated nine, we graduated nine people. Three people decided they had interest in career paths. Uh, in cannabis, not necessarily being an owner, uh, which was great because they didn't even realize that until going through this process, but now they know where they want to be in the employment process, and we're launching a program in April to help them, but the other six people wanted to pursue business ownership, and so we moved from the first phase where they went through 22 hours of video lessons online. They did that autonomously on their own time, And at the end of each one of those sections, uh, 
they had to take a quiz and a test. So it allowed them to have benchmarks to keep up with the group, but also evaluate how well they comprehended the information, which was great. And then um, finishing that, or I guess in conjunction with that, we did the face-to-face -face work. And that's where we did the creative part of teaching business, like teaching people, because it's hard to explain to somebody just reading about branding. So we did a lot of exercises and we had the people do uh, group projects where they had to create a product, create a brand, identify who the core customer would be, create profiles for who that customer would be and what, the, you know, all the stuff that goes along with that. So they got a chance to practice that. And now since they're working on their business plans in the second phase of our program, they're actually applying all the stuff they got out of the boot camp to what they're actually doing to finish up their business plans. So it's, so I'm it's really it's a bit of a grassroots startup incubator. Yeah. Yes, I don't like the term incubator because incubators usually are about everybody coming to this place or working with this okay. person. And it's like that person is the oracle that can make everything happen for them. What we're doing is we're trying, we're, don't get me wrong, people come meet with us, uh, but we're trying to empower them to learn how to learn how to build a business. That's what I'm emphasizing teaching. Right. Because as yeah. an entrepreneur, what you're focused on year one is going to be completely different than year four in cannabis because Agreed. there's going to be yeah. completely different stuff. So we don't want people to be too rigid in their thinking. And this boot camp has allowed them to get foundational knowledge, but they still have an interest in continuing to learn more. And we've taught them where to go to learn. Right. Now, I do want to bring up a few things when it comes to uh, various issues that are going on right now of... <laughs> in Virginia, they're really of importance. So there's concern about a Republican-led bill, and MJ Biz Daily reported about this uh, about a month back. Uh, mm -hmm. Senate Bill 107, which would delete the line in last, year, in last year's adult use legalization law, calling for 30% of the revenue to be funneled into a cannabis equity investment fund. Mm -hmm. Now, is there anything you could tell me in terms of a now? By the way, the social equity advocates say the bill demonstrates an effort to dismantle provisions in the legalization bill against the wishes of the public. And legalization emphasized licensing opportunities for small and minority-owned local businesses. So, uh, mm -hmm. in this, you actually it were you were uh, quoted in the article saying, "quote Having funding is essential to the success of an equity program, and eliminating mm -hmm. that funding would be a slap in the face to those who have worked so hard to ensure Virginia has a healthy and equitable cannabis market." So, mm -hmm. what I want to find out is: has anything changed in terms of any further progress of this bill? Is this something that's gotten the pushback? Has the, has the General Assembly said anything? If they're going to do any kind of steps with this bill, what this would be replaced with? Because the promise made to the social equity community to make sure that programs were in place for the legalization mm -hmm. to give that opportunity to those uh, that are not that might be, might be uh, disenfranchised. Right, right. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, SB 107 has been on everyone's mind. Mm -hmm. And um, I love the fact that you bring this up because since that article, a lot happened. Friday of last week, that particular bill came up, uh, I believe in subcommittee, and it was discussed and they, they received public comment about this. 
the mm -hmm. senator that proposed it, Senator Norman, uh, explained that he was proposing this because the way the law is currently set up doesn't say enough detail about how that money needs to be used. That was his rationale for that, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, right. But I'm glad to say that in that in that committee, uh, it basically was brought up for vote and then it basically died that day. Uh, Norman was outvoted five to one, I believe. So it killed it. Uh, PBI passed by indefinitely, I believe they called it. I'm new to the legislative lingo, uh, but it died that day. Now here's what's so interesting about this legislative process or they, that I didn't know because when a person says, okay, or if they announce, okay, this is dead, this has been voted away, blah, blah, blah. I would assume it's done. Yesterday, excuse me, Monday of this week, um, it showed back up in a different group and it was voted and killed again around nine o'clock Monday morning. So that, as far as I know, unless there is some other third plan B to bring this thing back and try and revive it, it should be done for this year in terms of conversation. Uh, but many of the people that voted against it, I mean, it was Republican and Democrats that voted against doing that. So, I mean, we go uh, against the, the go against the grain of other states that have implemented their own legalization to have right. this kind of just get shot down. I mean, there is a, I mean, I get the understanding of where, you know, there has to be some spots where there are opportunity zones. There has to be spots where we have yeah. programs in place. New York has done a very has been very uh, adamant about that in New Jersey when they saw the implementation there. Um, mm -hmm. And the thing is, you got a couple of months, uh, coming up a couple of years, excuse me, of ramp up before everything is enacted, which is unfortunate why, you know, it would take a couple of years for the whole market to get launched in 2024. Mm -hmm. well, I don't get where that's coming from. But the thing is, the fight right now to keep things in place so that, you know, in future, you're avoiding that kind of issue coming up forward, which is great. Um, yeah. Now, I also want to go talk about another story I saw that came in through uh, Yahoo News that I looked at, and the level of social equity work is not just about getting a job. It's about leveling up lives, an opportunity mm -hmm. for the Commonwealth to create a cannabis ecosystem that is built around economic inclusion. With this mm -hmm. network of partners, you're accelerating work that would take years and implement it in just months. So that's the forces you've done together with BIPOC can of mm -hmm. uh, Virginia Minority Cannabis Coalition, yours truly, uh, No Left Turns and Columbia Care. So mm -hmm. there's obviously a lot of collaboration now on, on various issues. Um, what I want to find out now is, and I've talked about this before, because you want to be able to get the response when you are trying to advocate for social equity, you want to have people of similar backgrounds of similar, you know, that are in positions of power. So mm -hmm. while you're, you have your coalition, you know, I actually talked to somebody who was a for actually from more mayoral candidate in California and talking about how important it was to have people in positions of power. When these bills come into play, when there are things happening in the government, are there people that are on your side that are minority that can understand the plight of their community? They're trying to give back. I mean, is there a lot of that kind of support right now besides the support that might be given by politicians? Are there enough politicians like minded 
with same upbringing and backgrounds that are embedded into the Virginia Assembly that are there fighting the fight for you. Wow, that's a and there should be question. more. And there should and should there be more? There definitely should be more. Um, with the way Virginia's election went last year, and there being so many new people that. Yeah. I mean, six months ago, they were working somewhere else, you know, and they got dumped into this session and now they have the hot potato of cannabis. So it seems like there's a lot of people trying to learn the political process while trying to learn about cannabis. And that's not a good thing. Um, it's amazing how many people, even in this political process, have very little knowledge about this industry, this product, the economy, the economy, you know, the upside to it. Everyone just knows about people smoke the product and, you know, they get quote unquote high. But in terms of all the things of structuring an industry, there's a lot of misinformation and a lot of people that are just coming from a position of ignorance that have asked for it to be explained to them and to have organizations like ours break it down for them. And we've tried to do that, but there's not nearly enough people that just understand. Uh, I think the other issue is because of just the social stigma of marijuana, yeah. quote unquote, you know, that is the overwhelming gray cloud in all of these conversations because so many people are scared to do. I've seen where people appear to be scared to do what's right and what they know to be right because they're worried about how it will be perceived back home by their constituents, yeah. the people that voted them into office because of misunderstanding about the cannabis plant. But uh, well, my question is also is about where they're coming from, where are those people originated and, you know, the districts are serving. You also have the, you know, obviously there was a change with governor which that right. was the biggest press, but nobody looks at the rest of the the rest of the state and what mm -hmm. has gone on there and the change there might have been of, you know, which politicians have come in, which those uh, citizen servants were pushed out of office and a quick mm -hmm. turnaround, because, I mean, that's what needs to happen is that the right. voting base needs to always consistently. If there's somebody there's only incumbent by performance and incumbents also in the case of social equity, that if they're coming from the community, you don't just bring them back in. You vote mm -hmm. them out. Mm -hmm. And that's got to mm -hmm. be, there has to be a process where people get much more into the mindset that in particular communities, listen, you just can't get something from, from these people. And they come around every couple of years or every four years and they mm -hmm. try to make the promises. Don't listen to them anymore. If they haven't performed at all, it's, mm -hmm. it's groups like yours that call out and make the point and say, you know what? What have they done for us? Why are we mm -hmm. voting for them? Let's find this other person that is. Right supportive of cannabis and publicly will say so. And they'll mm -hmm. say, I'm from this community. I'm going to give back. Mm -hmm. What comes down there, to are, there, there are a handful of those folks right now. I mean, Don Scott, uh, I've done a couple of events with him. Louise Lucas has been great to work with. But the thing, Jorge, that really, yes, you're right. There needs to be way more people that just think like that and have that, yeah. that perspective. Um, but the strange thing is, is I can't necessarily say that there's like a certain pocket of the state where people are anti-cannabis. There are some counties, um, that have mentioned throughout this legislative process that we don't want a marijuana, you know, store in our county, but then they say, I want to 
but we want to participate in the tax revenue of the cannabis industry. Right. You know, like how can you, how can you, how can you suppress business in your backyard, but you benefit from the pool that everyone else is contributing to? And for some people, they think that's that's fine. But in terms of support, you know, it's been kind of eye-opening because where the majority of the African Americans are in the state of Virginia are basically east of the center of the state in Tidewater, mm-hmm. Virginia, all the way up through Northern Virginia, Richmond in between. But when you look at where the opiate crisis has been the biggest and impacted the state the most, it's in the far west of the state, which has typically been more conservative in past times. Mm-hmm. However, now, because of the people in the drug treatment industry and that whole culture recognizing how legalization of cannabis tends to impact addiction from opiates in a positive way where it starts to reduce in that area, that's, there's been numerous studies to say that and explain that. On that side of the state, there some of the biggest advocates for opening up this industry have come from some of the more conservative areas. That's what's so strange because you have the communities and the professionals wanting to see this, but you have politicians that don't necessarily represent that and say that when they're in Richmond. So, you know, it's kind of like that buffer, you know, there's that four hour buffer between where their supporters live and where they're actually working. Oh, we could go on for that for hours about the various politicians. Oh, you're not even in the state. Oh, that's wonderful. Okay. It's, 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 but that's also where it's a, it's, a responsibility of the level of representation you have. It just yeah. can't be somebody, you know, oh, they look like me, you know, mm-hmm. they might be from my neighborhood. No, 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 no. They also have to be honest about what they're doing and they can't be going there for a buck and, and try to go yeah. and take advantage of the good people of they what they represent. Proper, honest representation. And that yeah. that's where groups like yours have to hold them accountable so that bills like SB 107 do not make it to the floor and could even mm-hmm. be coming close to coming to passage. That's what's mm-hmm. important. Keep doing the good fight there, Paul. Really do appreciate it. Let's go ahead and give an odd credit to those in Virginia that are interested in learning more about what you're doing. Uh, how can they learn more about the Virginia Minority Cannabis Coalition? Where can they go to to learn more information? Uh, the best thing to do is go to our website, which is VMCC, Victor Michael Charlie Charlie Equity.org. VMCC equity.org. If you go to our website, you can learn about us, our organization, our mission, the different projects we're working on. You can read about our boot camp uh, as well as myself. Uh, if you're interested after reading about the boot camp, you can submit an application. We're accepting applications for the next cohort. Uh, we plan to do the next boot camp this spring and just got to get past the legislative stuff first so I can focus on the students. Right. But uh, people can learn a lot from our website. And on there, it has our schedule. We do a Monday night legislative update from seven to eight Mm o'clock. And I do that with uh, a young lady by the name of Nagis Abibi from Columbia Care. She is their policy person. She has been a wonderful, wonderful ally of ours that has helped us uh, with resources, uh, contacts, financial and such. So uh, we do that on Monday nights to keep everybody abreast of what's happening in the state legislatively during this process. If you're not able to participate in the live events that the state puts out there, 
And in about 30 days, we will open up our membership around the 1st of uh, March. And that membership will give people additional access to some of the new training materials that we're, have, that we're currently finishing up, where people that may have an interest in um, doing their own edibles at home and things like that, we'll have some programs where people can get educated sign up for a class and take it at home on their own time to learn about different aspects of the industry uh, and for personal use and knowledge. But then we also will have a part of the platform where people that want to, uh, they, they might not be comfortable with pursuing ownership at this time, but they wanna try and get prepared for uh, becoming you know, a certified qualified employee in the cannabis industry we will have some programs for them to be able to do that also because our goal no matter what is to try and lift up people and give them open a door give them a chance that they might not have had before and so we want to continue to try and do that on all levels of the industry so again the website is vmccequity.org paul mclean executive director of the virginia minority cannabis coalition thank you so much for making time out for us and keep fighting the good fight my friend Thank you. Nice to meet you. Look forward to the next time. Have a great one. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.